boxing fans. We're talking Crawford post-all recap, some breaking news, and the validity to Pacquiao versus Crawford. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Welcome, everybody, to the After Buzz TV Boxing After Show. Hashtag ABTV Boxing. I'm Jared Gilkerson, your host on Twitter at Gilkerson Radio. You might have seen me last night tweeting about the big boxing pay per view. And usually my co host is Andrea Fasano, but she is out on assignment today. That's at Andy Fasano with an I on Twitter. That's where you can give her a follow. You can follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud. We're live on YouTube right now. Be sure to rate us and subscribe. That helps us out. That helps me out. And if you're tuning in live on YouTube, chime in on the chat. We're chatting right now. I just posted my scorecard from last night. And we're going to discuss the fight a little further and also the Pacquiao-Crawford rumors and some more news and notes. So let's dig in to last night's pay-per-view. Terrence Crawford versus Victor Postal. A, a junior welterweight or super lightweight. Which one do you like? I kind of prefer junior welterweight. Unification bout, WBO, WBC titles on the line. And no doubt about it, after this fight, we know who the number one fighter is at 140 pounds. It's Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford wins by majority decision. Judges scorecards, 118-109, 118-109, and 117-108. My scorecard was 119 to 107. Um, most people gave Victor Postal. We'll jump right into it the first round. I gave an even round. Uh, I'm not afraid to give even rounds, especially nowadays with boxing having 12 round fights and not 15 rounds. It's been th- almost 30 years since a 15 round fight. I give, I'm not afraid to give that first round even if neither fighter really makes an effort to win the round or lands anything clean. So I gave it a 10 10 round. And that kind of sets everything up for to not be a draw, in my opinion. You got eleven rounds. You got an odd number of rounds. The rest of the fight, I don't think there's a, there, there's a chance for a draw if someone gets knocked down, and then it's kind of can even back up. But if you don't deserve the round, I hear so many analysts say, "Well, this is a toss up round," and so I just kind of gave it to Postal. I don't I don't see a reason for him getting it, so I gave it an even round. You jump to the second round. I gave that a Crawford round, a little bit busier, landing a few clean shots. You go to the third round. This is Victor Postal's best round of the fight. I gave him this round. I wrote in my notes, Postal's right hand is getting comfy. He's cocking it, and he's landing it cleanly. So after three rounds, I had this fight even. And on a lot of scorecards, Postal was up two rounds to one. Terrence Crawford does this. He is trailing early on a lot of scorecards and a lot of his fights. He kind of plays a chess match. He tries to figure out his opponent. Opponent, When he does, that's when he turns it up. The fourth round I gave to Crawford, but when the fight changed was in the fifth round. So if you didn't get a chance to watch last night on the pay-per-view, they're going to re-air it on HBO Latino. There's a card this coming Saturday, so be sure to check that out. Um, so if you didn't get a chance to see it, I will describe it to you. Crawford comes out, and I missed it last night. I was going for some more salsa on my chip, and within the first two seconds of the round, maybe a second, he knocks him down, he being 
Terrence Crawford knocks Postal down with a quick hook to start the match off. And that completely threw Postal off. So automatically it's a 10-8 round. And Crawford did it again later in the round. So knocking Postal down twice for a 10-7 round. And so through the first five rounds of the fight, Crawford in, on my scorecard already has a four-point lead on some other people's three-point lead. If Terrence Crawford has a three-point lead after five rounds or a four-point lead like on mine, I don't know what chance the opponent's going to have. Chances are he's already figured you out. To go back, by the way, he was doing all of this southpaw, fighting lefty. He switched to southpaw within the first minute of the fight. And for most fighters, that's a sign of, you know, my, my orthodox stance isn't working. I need to do something now. Not for Terrence. Terrence switched to lefty because he must have saw something in training camp or on film. And he knew going lefty early was the way to fight post all. And he did something strange. He fought lefty and then circled to his left into post all's right hand, which is his power hand. But Terrence said after the fight that he wanted to negate Postal's jab, and that was the at, at the most importance to him, was getting rid of that jab and just slipping his power shots, which he did. I scored the rest of the fight for Terrence Crawford, 119-107. Only one clean round for Postal, one round even. And looking through my notes at the end of this fight, and I'd like to hear the fans' notes as well. Uh, I'd like to hear your scorecards. Tweet at me. Tweet at Andrea. Get into the YouTube chat room. Let me know what you scored the how you scored the fight. But Crawford, you know, was just running circles around Victor Postal, and his confidence was through the roof. You know, in rounds I think nine, ten, eleven. I mean, he's sticking his tongue out. He's just running circles around him, but he's not running away. Contrary to what Victor Postal said post fight, that he was trying to press the action, and Terence Crawford didn't want to. That's a bit of a stretch. That's a bit of a lie. Um, Postal just wasn't throwing enough. He couldn't, he wasn't instigating enough. And if, I mean, Postal was used to throwing 70 punches around the last five fights. He only averaged about 20 punches around. You're not going to win a fight like that. Um, but I don't hold anything. Uh, I mean, he, he could have taken more chances, but as soon as he did take more chances, we saw it in the 12th round and we saw it, uh, when he got knocked down in the fifth, when he took more chances, he was hit cleanly. So I, you know, I don't think he really had a chance to win this fight. I think he was completely outclassed. And Terrence Crawford proves that he's the cream of the crop, the cream of the division. And we kind of move to the next chapter. Um, this was supposed to be Terrence Crawford's toughest fight. He said the Yoriokis Gamboa fight was still his toughest fight. So if Postal is not the next best 140-pounder, who is? Who could challenge... Terrence Crawford now in that division. And if you look at the junior welterweight division, you know, it was supposed to be him and Postal as the top two guys. There's a few options here. But let's just get to the big rumor, you know, the elephant in the room, and we're talking Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao and Bob Arum, well, Bob Arum announced that Manny Pacquiao was coming back out of retirement, out of 12, week, 12 whole weeks of retirement. He's going to fight someone, and that someone's going to be the winner of Crawford Postal. So Postal's out of the mix. And then you've got fighters uh, in the welterweight division. If I, I'll bring up my welterweight rankings here. That you've got guys, he said Jesse Vargas was the next. 
and Jesse Vargas has a the WBO title. You know, Jesse's a, a good action fighter, you know, 27 and 1, he's got a belt. And that seems to be through the news, that's the direction Manny Pacquiao is going to go. What's the point of coming back to take a huge risk against one of the best boxers in the game? Um, but Manny has never really ducked anyone his whole career. He's always fought guys that are the best or close to the best. So what are the chances it's going to be Vargas or what are the chances it's going to be Crawford? Now, I, I might this might be my boxing fandom, but I really think it's going to be Crawford. Crawford came out after the fight and said, um, this is one thing where I, I wish Terrence Crawford, and I think a lot of fans would, would wish he would speak up a little bit more for himself, but we don't know what his team is telling him to say. But when the media asks, hey, who do you want next? Who do you want to fight? And he comes back with a generic, whoever my team wants to fight, I'll fight anybody. When they mention Pacquiao's name, he doesn't really get excited. He just says, yeah, if that's the guy I need to fight, then that's the guy. You've got a real chance to sell yourself here. And if you could call out Manny or at least say, yeah, I want Pacquiao. I want to fight the best, and I want to become the next big thing in boxing uh, and, um, and for Americans, too, in boxing. He could really take control of it. But that doesn't seem to be his personality, so I don't want to force anything. But I think there's a lot of money to be made here against Manny, and there's a way to do it. And if he could call him out a little bit and, and, and really ask and want that fight, then I think that would look better on him. I think boxing fans would like that. So Terrence last night, after the fight against Victor Postal, said that he wants Manny at 140 pounds. Well, Manny Pacquiao hasn't fought at 140 pounds since 2008. So it's been eight years since Manny's fought there. But Freddie Roach came out and said that he believes, this is Manny Pacquiao's trainer, Freddie Roach, that he believes that Manny's best weight is at 140 pounds. So if your trainer's saying this, I would think that he believes that Manny can get down to 140 and fight pretty well there. He made a, he kind of, that's when his, he became, you know, popular. And then when he became a welterweight and started knocking guys off like Hatton and De La Hoya through the roof with popularity. But I think his power might have gone away. And some people say PEDs and, and things of that nature. But, you know, I don't know how much, you know, validity there is there. But I think Manny can still fight at 140, even, he, even though he's 37 years old. And I really think this fight's going to happen. I, th I think this fight will happen. Now, will it happen on that November date that Bob Arum says is open? I'm 50-50 on right now. Complete 50-50 fight. I just don't know if Manny's going to come back and, and, and jump into that fight right away. Um, I think kind of like Triple G and Canelo, I think things can marinate even though his age uh, I don't think he'll retire after the next one. I think Manny's got at least another year left in him, so that's at least another two fights. So Manny's got an opportunity here. But I really I really hope, and boxing fans hope, that it does happen in November. And that would be really cool to see Manny go back down to 140 and fight Terrence Crawford for those titles. Like Andrea and I discussed last week, where we'd want to see the fight, how we'd want the fight to end. This is now one of the bigger fights in boxing to be made, and people are talking. This could be a changing of the guard, but I really don't think Manny Pacquiao is as past it as what people say. 
Uh, I mean, he ran circles around Timothy Bradley in his last fight, and Timothy Bradley is no slouch of a welterweight. He's a top 10 welterweight, legit top five welterweight in some people's list. So I think this fight's got big potential, and I really think it's a, a, a pick em kind of fight the way that, I mean, both of these guys look. So I want to hear from the fans. I want to hear from you guys who you would pick in a Crawford versus Pacquiao matchup. Early on, I'm giving a slight edge to Manny Pacquiao because of his veteranness. That's my made-up word of the day. He's a veteran. He still hasn't lost much speed. He's lost a little bit of power. But I just give the slight edge to Manny Pacquiao. I think going into that fight, they might make him a 2-1 to one favorite. Maybe. Maybe. It might be even odds. But I really think that people are kind of overlooking how good Manny still is. Uh, and this would be a mega fight. So I'm hoping that Crawford doesn't, you know, you got to give and take a little bit here. I know that you're the 140-pound champion, Terrence, but you got to give a little bit here because Manny, it's all about dollar bills. It's all about selling. I don't know what the pay-per-view numbers are from last night, but I can't see them being any more than a half million buys. I don't even think it's going to get near that. It's probably going to be like 300,000, maybe 400,000 at most. If Manny Pacquiao's fighting uh, Victor Postal, he's selling close to a million pay-per-views. So if, Man- if Manny Pacquiao's name alone can get you double the buys, I think if you're Terrence Crawford, you got to give and take a little bit. So I think you even ha- you have to consider going up to welterweight if Manny wants to stay there because you have a real chance to become the next big name in boxing. But if you blow this opportunity, let the fight slip through your hands, Next thing you know, Manny really does retire. Then who's out there for you? No Floyd, no Manny. Canelo's too big. Triple G's too big. You've got a lot of other big-time heavyweights like Danny Garcia and Keith Thurman. You've got some other guys in the 140-pound division like Lucas Matisse and Adrian Broner, John Molina, but not a star. And Crawford needs a, needs to beat a star within the next year, and then he's up on the pedestal. So um, hopefully that fight happens. I'd love to hear your thoughts. To circle back to the punch stats, if you didn't see the punch stats from last night, quick recap, Terrence Crawford, 141 of 388, that's 36%, and Victor Postal, 83 of 248, 34%. That's about 32 punches around for Terrence Crawford. About 20 punches around for Victor Postal. Just on paper, it doesn't sound like an exciting fight, but it was really a chess match. And it is fun as a boxing fan to watch Terrence Crawford systematically beat someone down and figure them out. And yes, it would have been nice to see him maybe go a little, take a few more risks later in the fight, go for that knockout. But hey, he knocked out right now everyone's number two junior welterweight twice in one round and dominated the rest of them. And he's been knocking the people out before this. So I give him a little bit of a, a pass there. I think he's allowed to do that. And I'm not, a lot of people were booing and disappointed. Other people were loving it like myself and my friend, Johnny, who I watched the fight with. And I think he, he really was impressive last night. So um, I have nothing bad to say about, about Terrence from last night. So we move on to a little bit of boxing news. Let's get to the news, everybody. 
Okay. Here we go. Yeah, I like that drop. That's a good drop. Some news today, like we discussed. Freddie Roach says Manny Pacquiao wants to can fight at 140. Terrence Crawford wants Manny Pacquiao at 140. Will it happen? 50-50 chance. We'll see. Let's give it some more time. I don't really want to dive too much deeper into that. Uh, remember Amir Khan? Well, apparently Amir Khan is training in UFC now. And he posted some pictures about it on social media. I don't know what he's doing. Tim Bradley called it a joke, a clown for doing so. Um, I'm not sure what to make of it, but apparently he's going to try UFC. So um, maybe his chin gets better than the UFC, but I, I wish him the best of luck on his uh, on his endeavors. Uh, some other quick headlines. Uh, Delvin Rodriguez gets close decision over Sean Cameron. Um, and there's tons of video for the post fight last night between Crawford and Postal, so check those out. Apparently, um, Marcos Maidana was spotted, and uh, he can't commit yet to an in-ring return. Um, a lot of fans can't wait to see Marcos Maidana come back, so hopefully he makes a, makes a decision soon on his return. And a big highlight last night, I can't not touch upon the undercards, but Oscar Valdez crushes Rada last night. In round two, wins the WBO belt, featherweight belt, I believe, if I have that correct. But Oscar Valdez, I think, looks like a major player or soon-to-be major player in that 120 to 130 range. So we're going to see what happens. Who knows? You might see his name mixed in with guys like Lomachenko in the near future. But there are really some good young fighters. So if you didn't catch the undercards last night, catch the undercards. A lot of action-packed fights last night. And that is our boxing news for the day. But it wouldn't be a true After Buzz TV boxing after show without the this day in boxing history. History We've got to go back to July 24th, 2004. Arturo Gotti versus Leonard Doran on HBO's Boxing After Dark. This was on the heels of Gotti's battles with Ward, the three fights with Ward, and then there was one fight in between where he won the WBC, if I have the right weight class here, the WBC super, or no, world lightweight title. He won against Raul Horatio Balbi. And then, you know what? I'm incorrect. I apologize, everyone. I was looking at the wrong card. After the Mickey Ward three fights, he won the belt in January of 04 against Gianluco Branco, and then went on to fight Leonard Doran this day 12 years ago. Let's take a look at the tape. Round two, Gotti teeing off against Doran. And then watch this shot to the liver. Here it comes. And delayed reaction. Gotti left hook to the body. And you gotta love that late reaction when guys just can't function after that body shot like that. And Jim Lampley with the call. Arturo Gotti, victorious. Yeah, retains his title. So excited. That's a great quote by Jim Lampley there. That's just power knocking a man out. So if you haven't watched that fight, that whole thing's on YouTube out there somewhere for you. It's only two rounds, not even. 
So go out and watch it. 12 years ago to the day, the late Arturo Gotti, who passed away in 2009 at the young age of 37. And this was, I like to dive into these, these fights. Uh, Leonard Duran was done after this fight. He, he was done as a fighter. He retired 22-1-1. One one. I guess Arturo, that was all he, that's all he wanted to go, go through. And he wasn't even really that old. Uh, 34. He probably had a few more fights in him, but he retired off of that. And then Gotti, after the fight, uh, retained his title against Jesse James Lehoff, we remember, and then had a 05 fight with Floyd Mayweather Jr. for that super lightweight title and lost. But he came right back, beat Thomas Damgard, and then hung on against Carlos Baldemir and Alfonso Gomez, and then was tragically um, killed. But um, Arturo Gotti, I mean, go back. Don't just watch the Doran fight. Watch everything that guy's been involved in. Watch the Mickey Ward uh, fights. All three fights are incredible. Go back and watch those. Um, But, yeah, July 24th, 2004, great fight. Um, Looking ahead for our schedule here at After Buzz, there are some big fights next week on Friday. Pro, uh, the PBC on Spike is Adonis Stevenson. Remember him? He's still fighting against Thomas Williams. 12 rounds for Stevenson's WBC light heavyweight title. Yes, Stevenson still has a light heavyweight title. That's on Friday night. And then on Showtime the next night, Leo Santa Cruz versus Carl Frampton for Santa Cruz's WBA featherweight title. So the solid boxing continues this summer on Spike and on Showtime. And I'm going to say it again, boxing is not dead. Boxing is now truly an international sport. Look at the networks that pick up boxing now. You've got NBC, you've got NBC, you've got NBC Sports Network, Spike, Showtime, HBO. This stuff is everywhere. There's a reason for that. People are watching. It's popular. It's still popular. It's just shifted. It's an international sport. I'm going to stand by that. And looking a little further ahead, August 6th, Andre Ward versus Alexander Brand. This fight sets up. Kovalev versus Ward in the fall. It's going to happen. I don't see Andre Ward having to hiccup against Alexander Brand. A little further, August 21st, Errol Spence versus Leonard Bundu for the IBF welterweight. And, of course, big fight September 10th, Gennady Golovkin, Kel Brook. You've also got here in uh, at the Forum here in L.A., Carlos Quadras versus Roman Gonzalez for Quadras's WBC Junior Bantamweight title. That is Gonzalez moving up in weight. So that's big props to him for doing that. And also September 17th, Liam Smith versus Canelo Alvarez. Canelo going down in a weight class for Smith's WBO junior, Welch, junior middleweight title. Pardon me. So that's just some fights to look forward to, fans. But until that time comes, I'll be on Twitter. Andrea Fasano will be on Twitter. She's at Andy Fasano. That's A-N-D-I. And I'm at Gilkerson Radio. You can tweet at me. I want to hear about your scorecards. I want to hear if you were actually impressed with Terrence Crawford last night or if you were booing at your television like many people were. And also, give me your predictions for the upcoming fights. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from the fans. And until next week, I'm Jared Gilkerson, and we'll see you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Box you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.